0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. I'm so Tom, I'm Tom Short. So glad to have you along with me today as we get into the word of God, talk about it and pray over it because we know that it makes a difference in our life. And I'm so glad you're here with me today. We've been looking into principles of giving with our free will offerings. I encourage people to support their local church with their income, to honor God from their wealth. And it's so important. Jesus talked often about the importance of honoring God with our wealth, of choosing to invest in God's kingdom, and of faithfulness with our finances. In my own personal life, one of the things that gives me, the great, gives me great confidence as I look to my future is that I know that I've honored God with the, with the resources he has entrusted me. I'm sure I could have done better but I've been faithful as best I know, particularly in this area of my finances. And this is where, where, I to me it's a very tangible way of putting God first in my life. We've been focusing on giving to ministries that we hope have an impact on others. We've talked about the importance of supporting those who are actually preaching the gospel, because not everybody does anymore. A lot of people are just into serving, or doing good deeds, or building relationships, and not the the word is not central in what they're doing. And it's the word that gives life. It's the gospel that saves a soul. It's the word of God that, that causes us to be born again to a living hope, as Peter talks about, first Peter chapter one. And then we talked about the importance of going instead of just expecting others to come. And and personally I really like to support the people who are courageous. Who get out on the front lines, it may not be for everyone. I understand that, and there are wonderful ministries that are support ministries, and and so forth, which we'll talk about here in a moment. But we talked about uh, supporting those that go to others, that take the initiative, that are, shall we say, courageous, fearless in advancing the gospel. And then thirdly, we talked about the importance of reaching the young people. And oh my goodness, um, the 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 if we could see what is happening to our young, how many young people we're missing and losing. And, and it's, it's, sometimes it's not evident until you, it, you wake up one day and you say, where are they all? Where are the young people? Why aren't there a bunch of young people in our church like there used to be? And we realize the devastating effect. And my goodness, if we want the church to have a future here, we'd better be reaching the young people. Amen. But today I want to talk about those who've impacted you who have had an impact on your life. And these also would be someone to consider supporting. Verses come to my mind, several come to my mind. First is, we'll read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. And Paul is making a case for financial support, although he's also telling him he's made no use of his right. He has the right to be supported by the Corinthians, but he's not making use of it. And he's beginning a process here where he he talks about yielding up our rights. uh, Chapter 8 and 9 here, he's talking about you have a right to certain things, but sometimes you yield those up for the greater progress of the gospel. But he's saying he has a right to be supported by them, even though they didn't support him. And he's using himself as an example of, of servanthood, not asserting your rights. But here's what he said he had a right to. Verse 11, if we sowed Spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this right over you, do we not more? Nevertheless, we did not make use, we did not use this right, but we endure all things for the sake of the God, for the, all things so that we will cause no hindrance to the gospel of Christ. So he said others had this right, he had the right. He'd taken the gospel to him, but he didn't assert this right because he had a higher goal, the advance of the gospel. But our point being he could have asserted that he had that right having sown spiritual things to receive material things from them Galatians 6 verse 6 he writes the one who was taught the word is to share all good things with those with the one who teaches them the one who's taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches them and that's a principle of scripture and then and, and that's a principle of scripture why do we do this Well, obviously, it's a way of expressing gratitude. Um, I want to encourage you today to think of the people who've had a big impact on your life in your walk with God, who've helped you think of, who've helped you be more, well, come to Christ for one, or been there at times when you needed them, been there to encourage you, been there to uplift you, been there to build God's word in your life, that taught you. These are people that Paul says if they've sown spiritual truths into your life that are bearing fruit, it's only right to show appreciation, gratitude by material things. And this is a place where we should really consider that. There's a second reason, second reason that we want to say this, and that is that the people who've affected us, we want to sow our spiritual seed into their ministry so that there can be a, uh, our financial seed into their ministry, so they can have a greater spiritual effect. This is, this is important. I think of the people who have affected me, and I'm, because I'm grateful for how they've touched my life, I want them to have an increased ministry so they can touch others' lives as well. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes the people who've affected us, you know, they're not big, mega, televangelists or big ministries or great fundraising arms or great marketing departments and and administrative departments and so on. So they may not have that that, uh, great effect, but they've touched your life. They've touched your life and they've benefited your life. And they've sown spiritual things into your life. And you say, boy, what they've done for me, I'd like them to be able to do that for others. I want to help multiply their ministry. I wanna get behind what they're doing so that they can have a greater effect and I wanna provide the financial resources to help uh, help propel them forward to have a greater effect on other people. I think this is what when, you know, when the people in the New Testament gave to Paul, they were grateful for what he'd done, but obviously they weren't having an effect upon other people and so it's an investment in this. We'll talk in, tomorrow about partnership, but this is, this is a way in which we partner with people is, and we become a part of that ministry. We receive from it. They sow the word into us. We give back material, and by giving back material, we become a partner with them in that ministry. Amen. One final verse I want to give on this is found in Second Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, is interesting in the earlier part of this chapter. He's talking about giving honor to those who are widows, indeed, and and those who have who have lived a certain life and they're widows now and they've met the qualifications. The church should honor them. Now that doesn't mean they let them have a nice spot to sit down in church. It doesn't mean that they you know have them stand up and applaud for them. No, it means they gave them financial support. They were in need, and they took care of these widows. And, and that was an important ministry of the church to make sure that these women who now had lost their husbands were taken care of, all right? When he says of the elders, he uses the same word, give them double honor. The elders who rule well, who are leading well, who are uh, doing the job well, give them double honor. Honor those widows, double honor to these elders, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. All right? So if you know people who work really hard at this, who are are giving themselves to preaching and teaching the Word of God, double honor is what he says. Why? Verse 18, for the Scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he's threshing, and the labor is worthy of his wages. I, I often think of people who are in ministry, and churches often think, you know, how can, how much can they get by on? And we think in terms of the minimal, and I know many, many pastors who, because of this, they're, they're thinking, you know, how can I make some money on the side? How can I pick up a little extra job here? Or do, they're, they're always having to think about, about how to do that. But what does, what does he say? Don't muzzle the ox. That ox is, thru- it's like the ox is thrushing the wheat and you don't put a muzzle on him, let him, let him eat whatever he needs to. He's, he's thrushing the wheat. He's doing his job. And if he wants to bend, if that ox wants to bend over and eat some of that wheat he's thrushing, let him do it. Why? Because he's producing, he's thrushing the wheat. So feed that ox. That ox is doing what you need done. And, and he says in the same way, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. In Luke chapter 10 and, and, in, and in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus says, pray for laborers, for workers, for the harvest. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. There is a deep need of the word of God in our day and age. It's not getting out to people the way it needs to be. We have books and Bibles and all kinds of things, but but to really be teaching and, and putting the word of God into people's lives, so many believers are not taking advantage of it or they're not receiving it. And indeed, let's face it, a lo- whole lot of believers in our day and age are getting by on a 30-minute sermon once a week. Maybe, maybe they miss church once a month or two. Two or three 30-minute sermons once a week isn't going to produce mighty men and women of God. And so the, there's a harvest. There's a need. God's people are dying for lack of knowledge, people are perishing for lack of evangelists, those who work hard at preaching the Word of God, those who work hard at teaching the Word of God. And um, those are the ones that we don't want to muslim. We don't want to muslim. If If your elders are working hard at teaching the Word, give them double honor. If you know missionaries who are working hard at teaching the Word, give them double honor. If you know people who are putting time in and, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about one sermon, 30 minutes a week, to be honest, I'm talking about really pouring out the word of God. I, my standard, you know, during the school year, I'm out there five hours a day, preaching the word of God, teaching the word of God, pouring it out. And I know others who, who are hours each day in the word of God. It, it's not, not just talking about, you know, once a week, but they're working hard at teaching the Word of God, preaching. It's the Word of God that transforms a life. It's the Word of God that needs it. So who's had an impact on your life? Who's had an impact on your life? And who's, who do you know who's working hard to get the Word of God to other people and to teach it, and teach it effectively and with anointing, and with power? Those are the ones we want to get behind them. We want to, we want to sow our material goods into their lives, into their ministries, so they can continue to sow the spiritual word not only into us, but into others as well. Amen? Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today and we thank you again for the material resources that you have given to each one of us that you entrust to us to be stewards of so that we might be a blessing to others. We pray today, Father, with thankfulness and gratitude in our hearts towards those who've sown the word of God into us thank you, Father, for those who first shared the gospel with us. Thank you, Father, for our pastors who work hard at teaching us the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for the ministries that that are really applying themselves to the Word of God in our lives. And Father, there's so many people, it's leaders, but maybe small group leaders as well, or Sunday school teachers, or worship leaders. Um, There's so many people, Father, who have blessed us with your word, who've had an impact upon us, who their, their teaching and their music and their message has changed us and it's, it's impacted us. And we're grateful for those people. Thank you, Father. With all of our heart, we thank you. Thank you for the access we have in our day and age to those who, who really care for us. We want to thank you today, Lord, for those who love us and those who've been there for us and for those who've encouraged us when we've needed it, and those who've prayed for us, and those who've watched over our souls, and Lord, those who who, who visited us when we were in need. We want to thank you for the people who've had input into our lives and been there. I confess readily, Lord. I confess myself that, that my mind goes right now to people who I'm not sure I'd even be here today if it were not for their loving care and concern and input into my life. And I'm thankful for them, Lord, and I bless you for them. And I pray your blessing upon them, materially, spiritually, health, every blessing imaginable. Relationally, Lord, encourage their souls and bless them, I pray. And so we pass this on, and we, and we want to encourage others. Father, we're grateful, and we pray that those ministries that have blessed us would be a blessing to others. We ask, Lord, for those who've had an impact upon us, multiply them. Increase their influence, expand their 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 influence and their sphere of influence. We pray that how they have blessed us might also be a blessing to others. Thank you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, a couple quick updates. Number one, if you have, if you are interested in giving, I've mentioned earlier, Rich Sapleta and my friend Johannan, and his wife Shirley over in India. If you are interested in giving, go to our website, tomthepreacher.com. Click the donate button at the top. You can give directly to Rich there. Or if you're interested in Johanan, click the one that says general ministry. Or if you'd like to give to our, what I'm doing, you, there, you can do that as, as well. And if you do want to give to Johanna, drop me an email, tom at tomthepreacher.com, and let me know that you gave with him in mind and, and we will uh, pass that through to him, okay? And I see he's on here today, so I'm, I know you're praying for people to give generously. Um, secondly, I hear the, the uh, Supreme Court on abortion yesterday for the Mississippi case in, in uh, those heard the Supreme Court say, I've heard it went well. And I know the other side is panicking. And I think that, uh, so keep in prayer, keep in prayer. Father, we pray for the, the judges to make the right decision We'd ask that Roe versus Wade would be overturned in our land, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's keep praying that because this is a huge, 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 huge case, and um, it could it, it's something we've asked God for for many, many years, and we might be on the verge of seeing it happen. Amen. Hey, you have a great day. Walk with the Lord. Remember, you got something the world can't give you, and the world can't take it away from you. Don't get your joy from other places. Get your joy from the Lord. Let Him fill you up. that's your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So let him strengthen you today. God bless you. You have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.